Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bray. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic, it, oh, fuck, it happens every time that we start and I don't have an actual topic n- name. name. When we were young. <laughs> is that the killers? Who is that? That's no. Adele. <laughs> <laughs> we both were going for different. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, <laughs> advice we would give our old gay selves. <laughs> baby gay selves. What we knew when we were baby gays. But we didn't know. What we wish oh, we fuck knew. Yeah. <laughs> All the knowledge we had when we were baby gays. Um, yeah, what we didn't know when we were baby gays. Or I guess we, this That's is pre-gay. Nice That's nice and concise. <laughs> I'll type something up. <laughs> yeah, so basically, um... I think there is so much stuff that now I feel like I know. And I want to say, like, not know is an absolute. Like, we're constantly learning and growing. But no, I, think... I know every single thing there is about being gay. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Quiz me. <laughs> so Sean's our expert here. I'm still figuring a few yeah. things out. Um, but there's definitely things that I feel like would have put my happiness on a fast track, if you will, had someone given me, like, the space to figure these things out earlier. And what I mean by that is, like, you don't need someone to validate you. Like, I hate saying, like, that what we're going to do here today is, like, validate that it's okay to not be gay in a certain way or, like, whatever it may be. Because we don't, won't be doing that. We won't. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't need that. But I also think that if I'm speaking to myself at a younger age, I wanted that. Yeah. You know what this episode is? What? This episode is that thing in RuPaul when they hold up Ru, Ru yes. holds up the photo and they're yeah. like, that's us. <laughs> what would you tell your little yeah. baby self? Yeah. That's basically the tea today. Um, okay. Before we get into it, though, I want to thank you all for listening, first and foremost. Wherever you're listening, please make sure that you are subscribed, following. Seriously, it helps us out. And something else you can do that really, really helps us out is wherever you're listening, please leave a review. Um, five stars only. Five. Jesus Christ. It's the only number only we number will we accept. Want. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, we pretend you're... We have Russian hackers on our side. <laughs> if we see anything less than a five star, we will come to your house. <laughs> this is a threat. Yeah, I'm a like, well, there's no threat. more thinly veiled threats. We're just doing direct call-out threats. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Five stars only. And <laughs> or else. <laughs> or else. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. It helps us out. When you share us on social media, you can tag us at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And also, if you're over on our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, click the link in the bio because there is merch. And there is also our Patreon with all sorts of fun things like bonus episodes. And I want to give a huge shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you so much for the support. And a huge, huge shout out to Aiden, Olivia, Liz, Serena, and Kate. Thank you for supporting I Can Explain Podcast. We appreciate you. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Isn't it crazy how much nicer my nails are than yours? Yeah, they, they look beautiful. Mine don't. No, I know. That's why I said it. Why is there like a hair coming out <laughs> no. one of my nails? You're like, oh, these old hairy things. <laughs> okay. I was just actually thinking that I want to treat myself next week and go and get a manicure and a pedicure. Oh, my God. I want, Kate, okay, I want to get okay. a manicure yeah. because I want to get a manicure for... 
the Pride weekend because uh, I want Pride nails. Fun. So, but I'm so scared because I'm going away to my cabin, and I'm so yeah. scared that when I get rowdy, I just use my nails for everything. Yeah. So I want to get a gel manicure before I do that, so that they're so protected that until I have Pride nails. I always do that with the with the toes, the gel, because it just hangs on for like ages. Yeah. So I'll let me like, know. Maybe we'll get some, okay, some manis together. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm terrible. Also, when I'm stressed, I bite my nails, oh. and I've just been like fucking going. To I bit town. my well. I, yeah. Did you know me when I bit my nails? Oh uh, yeah. It was like right at the beginning of our friendship. Yeah. You you were like trying to you were getting acrylic nails to avoid biting them. Yeah. Yeah. What a journey that's been. What did yeah. Yeah. Here I saw are. a photo of my old like they were stubs. Oh, nubs. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And then also, okay, this is so off topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, no, kind of. Here's a pivot. Uh, I would have told my baby gay self, yeah. stop biting your fucking nails. <laughs> I'm so happy. I literally think about this so often. Uh-huh. I am so happy that I stopped biting my nails before a global pandemic. <laughs> Oh my god! The thought of me like out at a grocery store and then like sticking my hands like under my mask and then like touching more shit and then getting home and like like that is horrific to me. I'm honestly I think about that very often. I'm so happy for you. Like how gross would that be? Also, sorry people that still bite your nails. There is hope for you. My advice is get gel or acrylic nails until you break the habit. Yeah, that's. That's actually good advice. Yeah. I used to put on my, I bit my nails in the high school. The stuff that tastes bad? Yeah. That didn't did work. not stop me. You sucked that it was shit just right like, off. It was like salad dressing. <laughs> like you just dressed the salad for me. <laughs> like I'd bite it, like it's kind of gross, but I'll keep going. <laughs> no, my mom used to put that on me as a child oh, and then she okay. literally gave up because she was like, he's too powerful. <laughs> he actually loves this Yeah, he honestly, yeah, he's asking for more. <laughs> He's just drinking it by the bottle. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I'm happy for where you're at in your journey. Yeah. That Very is a big thing you. I would tell my younger self, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if I was on RuPaul, like, what would you say to baby Sean? That would be... Stop that would, biting your nails. Everybody else is crying. I'm like, stop biting your nails, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So, part of what made me think of this um, topic is because um, I think that there... Is this thing that, like, okay, young people, right? <laughs> like, young Something people, that right? Is, yeah, um, interesting for you to talk about. Are still, like, figuring all their shit out. And I, and a lot of times, like, they say things wrong. And I'm speaking for myself, like, in the past, like, when I would, like, you know, even when I came out as bisexual, yeah. right? Like, that was me figuring myself out. And I've, I've, I've said on this podcast before, unfortunately for some people in my life that don't take the time to learn a lot about the LGBTQ plus community, they might have taken that as an example that like bisexuality isn't real because yeah. like in their mind, I was the only gay person they knew and they saw me come fake out it. as yeah, bisexual. Faked I, I faked it. And then I became a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> became a fake lesbian. it till you make it. Yeah. Gay edition. <laughs> so like... I've talked about how, like, certain things people say or do, even though it's in their truth and there's nothing wrong about it, can also contribute to certain stereotypes, right? And I had an experience where I felt like I, like, saw into a time machine the other day. So Julia and I were, like, um, 
going for a walk and there's these two girls that were we were waiting across the street and there's these two girls who were talking to this like older girl that they ran into i guess yeah. okay so like the older girl was very clearly like 30 and these two girls part of their conversation was saying that they were 17 and i guess one of the girls like older sister or something knew this girl okay so she was like oh what are you up to like that kind of vibe and they're just being like 17 right yeah and it's funny because when you're 17 and no no shade out to any of the 17 year olds listening you think you're old when you're 17 Oh yeah, you think you know. You everything think you know as everything, well. and, you're like, <clears throat> and I remember people telling me that when I was seventeen, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up," because I actually do. You're like, "Yeah, but you didn't." And I, I was, do. I would always say, "Like I'm mature for my age. Like yeah. I, I'm different than most seventeen year olds." And looking back, I'm like, "I was a baby who knew nothing. I was a stupid baby." And in fact, like I disagree with most of my thoughts from that age, yeah. right? And they were just like full of energy, and they were like they're like just like rambling, and it was just kind of funny to hear them talk in general because like. You could tell they were like, they were they were saying how they were going to like a friend's party and they were like kind of dressed up and like you could tell that this was like and you're like we're still in a global pandemic yeah that is illegal <laughs> but they like you tell they like felt very old like the yeah. way that they were talking to this girl was like kind of like they felt like they were almost at the same age right right yeah anyways so um, the girl says something along or the girl's chatting with her and someone goes by. And they've got, like, a pride flag on their uh, car, like, okay. decal, right? And Icon. Uh, yeah, icon. <laughs> and one of these 17-year-old girls goes, oh, my God, woo, like, pride, like, like yells, like, yeah. yay, or, like, something like that. And the girl goes, oh, yeah, is it pride month? The 30-year-old girl, oh, yeah, it's pride month, right? And the girls go, yeah, we have a friend who's gay. <laughs> and then they go, well, not yet. <laughs> No. <laughs> so then Julia and I immediately start laughing. Yeah. Right? Like, it was one of those things that we had been kind of, like, standing there listening to these girls, like, in- internally taking it in and yeah. having a bit There's of a There's always giggle. that one thing But there was one thing out, that though. I literally, like, couldn't. Yeah. Like, we both just, like, just, like, natural reaction. We're just, like, started laughing. And one of the girls was like, looked at us and was like, oh, what? Like, what's so funny? And we were like, oh, I'm, so, I literally said, I'm so sorry. We're gay. We're not laughing. Yeah. Your friend's gay. It was just so funny the way he said, well, he's gay. <laughs> not, not yet. yet. <laughs> and I'm like, we're just having a laugh about it. Like, it's yeah. all good. And she goes, you could tell, like, she, like, was worried that she had offended us. Oh, yeah. So she, like, very quickly goes, oh, well, I'm bisexual. And then, and then she goes. She goes, well, well, not yet. No, she literally goes, well, not really, but I'm experimenting. <laughs> and you can just tell the, the panic. Spiral. Like, she said I was bisexual, and then she was like, wait, I don't know if I am. Yeah. And then she was like, well, no, but, like, I'm wi- I'm experimenting. And then the other girl goes, yeah, something along the lines of, like, I'm willing to experiment, too. <laughs> And we are like in tears laughing. Like we were laughing so fucking What was hard. the 30-year-old doing and at this? She was laughing okay. too. She was just like, what the I, hell? I am willing to experiment as well. <laughs> she was just lo- like the 30-year-old is looking at us and making that eye contact where you both know. You're and like, you're we're like, we're old as fuck. We're old yeah. as fuck and we're talking to 17-year-olds that have like no idea who they are or what's going on. Yeah. And it's one of those weird things. It's like those things like taken out of context. Like those girls meant nothing bad about anything they say but as they get older they'll learn that those ways of thinking are actually like 
problematic. Like to say he's gay. Well, not, not yet. yet. Like I'm bisexual. I'm not. I'm willing to experiment, <laughs> though. You know what I mean? Contributes to yeah. like the stereotype of like of bisexuality and like saying he's gay. Not yet. I'm assuming to them that probably meant something along the lines of they could they, tell yeah. he was gay, but he hasn't come out. So like trying to guess or assume people's sexuality or to tell like strangers that your friend's gay, but he hasn't told you yet. Yeah. It's like all those things are like just there's layers of shittiness about them, but it's coming from a place of like just innocence and like just trying to figure yourself out and not knowing stuff. And it's interesting to me because that's that made me think about this episode because I was like there's so many things when I was younger that I thought were important about being queer or yeah. my ways of thinking about what it meant to be queer are so different than what they are now. Totally. Right? I, I don't know if I've... I think I've told this story before, but I actually had a situation like that that I had no idea was happening Yeah. in that I was friends with someone mm-hmm. and I worked with someone that they knew. Okay. And... I guess this person that I worked with, um, I think they went to the same school. Mm-hmm. And I had... Anyways, the friend that I was friends with, I had gone to the same school as. Then they went to a different school. This person that I worked with went to this new school. So I guess this person that I worked with was telling people before I was out, like, oh, I have a, I have a gay friend, Sean. Right. Like, I have a gay friend, Sean. And then... These two people that I knew had a falling out, and right. I had no idea why. And then years later, she, my f- friend told me that their falling out was because she was like, "You can't, you can't say Sean is gay because he's not out." Yeah, like that's not like how it works. <laughs> yeah, you can't just. <laughs> she was like, "He hasn't come out, and like even if he does, like it's not your place to say like I have a gay friend, especially before he's come out." So I was like, "You're an icon." The fact that you that, that she pieced <laughs> I mean, that together. Yeah, yeah. And they had a falling out of it. Or like, I'm sorry about that, but I'm like the fact that somebody stood up for stood that. Stood up for that. Yeah. Well, that was that reminds me of like when I was younger, and my one friend, I won't name him. But, like, he was trying to be supportive, but he would, like, outwardly to groups of people, like, if a guy was hitting on me or something this like that. This is Bree. She's willing to experiment. <laughs> no, if a guy was hitting me on something like that, and I was like, oh, I'm not interested, he'd be like, yeah, she likes girls more than she likes guys. And that was his way of, like, supporting and validating me, but I'm like... I'm. I don't want to tell people yeah, that. Yeah, no. Like you know that I hook up with girls, but I don't want other people to hook up with girls because then it would start like a white. You like girls, and I would be like horrified. Yeah. But in my mind, as like a younger person, I was like starved for any sort of acceptance. So like to me, even though that made me very uncomfortable, I didn't want to tell him it made me uncomfortable because I was like, this is my friend that's trying to be supportive of yeah. me. So it's it's hard to navigate, right? Because you're like, he's not saying it in a bad way, but it also makes me fucking uncomfortable. Absolutely. And same as those 17-year-old girls, you know, they were saying it because they were being like, yeah, gay rights. Yeah. Like, we've got a gay friend, not yet. Yes, but we're willing to experiment gay, gay rights. <laughs> but gay rights for us, maybe. We don't know, but we're willing to find out. It's their, like, veiled way of saying that we don't, like, hate gay people. Exactly. Like, we support yeah. being And they're, like, LGBTQ. clearly supportive of their friend and will continue to be supportive. Totally. And obviously, like, if he comes out to them ever <laughs> yeah. or in the near future, they, you know, celebrate pride yeah. together. So it's like... Th- the, the underworkings are good, but the the execution a little messy. <laughs> and I also just feel like 
it comes from a place of when you're younger, you feel like in order to be supportive about something or have an opinion on something, you have to like be it. You have to be, you have to prove that you're in it. Yeah. It, it carries into adulthood. Like we've talked about before when like you're, when you come out to someone like in a casual way, like, Oh, me and my girlfriend live over there. People saying like, Oh, I have a cousin who's, who's married to a woman. Yeah. It's like this need to like, be like, oh, I'm okay with it. It's a weird way of saying I'm okay with it, yeah. right? Like they see a gay pride flag and they're like, they're like, oh, we have a friend who's gay. Well, not yet, but but like we're yeah. pretty sure, and we will be supportive if and when he says yeah. he is. It's like they have good intentions. It's just but the it, wrong. It gets way of very going messy about it. when yeah. So yeah, what is something that you wish you could tell your younger? Gaby self. Um, probably stop wearing V-necks. Ah. Would be a, a good start. Did you do the really low V-neck? No, thankfully not. Not like, like the, the American UK. apparel. Oh, no. the American apparel, yeah. Um, yeah. No deep Vs for me, but they definitely weren't. Um, I would always do like a V-neck with a, a zip-up hoodie over top. Oh, interesting. Very interesting layers. Yeah, yeah. We love a layer. Yeah. Um, love that for you. Um, it's so funny because half of me is like, oh, I would uh, tell my younger self that being gay, like, won't be the most interesting thing about you. Yeah. Because I constantly am like, it's not the most interesting yeah. thing about me. But totally. then half the days I'm like, I'm gay and that's the only thing I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Legit. So. <laughs> I know. That's like me too. I'm like, I. it's not all of me. It's just a part of I me. Mean, it I'm doesn't like, define you. Except for when it does. <laughs> except for when you make a podcast with 130 episodes <laughs> talking about being gay. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't define you all the other time. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like when someone like makes fun of your mom and you're like I'm only allowed to make fun of my mom totally it's the same way with my gayness like I'm only allowed to think that that's every part of me <laughs> like, you have to see me as a person and then have having a part of me being the fact yes. that I'm gay I'm allowed to see myself as a raging dyke all of the only. time <laughs> you know what I mean real estate agent nope <laughs> raging dyke yeah <laughs> so it's like you know it's, it's one of those things I feel like yeah. uh, you know yeah <laughs> That's what I would tell my baby gay self. Here, baby gay self. It's like when somebody makes fun of your mom, you know? <laughs> what What is something you would... Um, I think for me, the biggest thing would be... Um, and I was chatting about this with Sean a little bit earlier, but... I feel like I put labels first and then tried to match those labels. Yeah. Instead of like figuring out who I was and then finding a label that matched that best, I like looked into all the labels and then tried to figure out where I slotted in best. Right. It was like backwards in my opinion. Because like we've talked about before how you don't need a label, but they are obviously helpful when easily quickly describing yourself to folks yeah right like i think a reason that a lot of people like labels is not because they kind of have certain aspects to them that make you feel boxed in but because like it, you don't have the opportunity all the time to sit down and have like a five-hour conversation about the complexities of your identity with every single person yeah so while i identify as a lesbian there could be so many other people that identify as a lesbian in completely different ways. Yeah. Um, and that's just reality. But I think that it's a quick way for me to explain to folks like who I am in a way that makes me feel comfortable. But I didn't use, I used to not see it like that. I used to see it like you have to be one of these things. You're either straight, bisexual, 
or lesbian. Willing to experiment. At one point, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And at one point, it was also like, I think I learned like the word pansexual. But like, I was just dealing with these few terms that I knew. Yeah. And I was just trying desperately, even before really fully knowing myself or taking the time to get to know myself, just to make one of those work. Yeah. And... It, because I was like, I need to be one of these. Like, I just need to... It needs to make sense to me right away. And I don't want to figure out who I am. I just want almost someone to tell me that one of these things is right. Yeah. And I see that all the time in my DMs. I get DMs on the daily that I don't respond to. If you're listening and I haven't responded to a DM like this, it's because I've just made a boundary for myself that I don't give advice on Instagram DMs simply because identity is so complex and I don't know you and your complexities. No one can. Even your best friend can't. Like, you only know you. You saying that you don't answer Instagram DMs but us having an entire (laughs) advice episode. (laughs) No, but because that's helpful because when you have an advice episode... They're giving you like a specific scenario, right? But the DMs that I get all the time, without a doubt, at least one a day is, hey, I'm trying to figure out if I'm bisexual or lesbian. Can you tell me how you knew that? Right. And it's like, I don't know anything about you. I don't know what those terms even mean to you. You just... just fire one I'm out. like, mm, based on your first three photos, you pull, I'm guessing... You have like a, like a magic eight ball. Like a sorting hat. Yeah. Like Harry Potter's sorting, sorting Hogwarts. Yeah. Oh, like, mm, that's good. Bye. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, I've set this boundary for myself that I'm like, I literally, there's no way for me to tell you whether yeah. you're bisexual or a lesbian. And even in our advice episodes, like we get those types of questions that we do not answer because we're like, we're not going to be able to tell you what your gender or sexuality is. No. It's like we're giving you advice based on your specific relationships or things going on in your life again often poor advice but we're not super telling bad, you bad. who you are yeah we, we can't do that right it's, it would be impossible but I empathize with those people asking those questions because that's all I wanted when I was younger yeah I just needed an answer I could care less if it was actually like my truth I just like wanted to make it simpler for myself yeah right and I wish I could tell my younger self that like the labels, like, forget that. That's, like, the last thing that you have to think about. Like, figure out, like, who you like, what feels good, like, for you in your life. Like, figure out your own truth. And then if that truth happens to match a label and that is a convenient label for you to use, great. Yeah. But, proceed. like, it's not about <laughs> figuring out if you are a lesbian or if you're bisexual. It's it's figuring out, like, who, like, just you are. Yeah. And then sometimes those labels work. Who you are and who you are yeah. looking to, to have like life with maybe to, it could be yeah. no one maybe it could be someone maybe it, yeah. yeah it's like you know so there's so much complexity to it and I feel like I was so stuck with that for so long and I think a lot of that and a lot of the reason also like I came out as bi first was because I was so in depth with these labels that I would read things and obviously the things I was reading you know 10, 15 years ago, very different than the information that's out there now, yeah. um, would be like, oh, lesbians hate men, or like lesbians like would never date a man, or would never sleep with a man, or like all these things, all these like terrible stereotypes that now we've, thank God, like realized that that's not what defines a lesbian, that you've never touched a man, or you've never whatever. But at the time, I'd read things like that, and I would be like, okay, so... I must be bisexual then. Yeah. That you does know. define what a super lesbian is. Though, so. <laughs> super lesbian. Super lesbian. <laughs> what do we call it? Like, what are they, we talked about this like one of the first episodes we ever made. Like, like people calling themselves platinum lesbians yes. and stuff. It's like barf. Yeah. But yeah, so 
I I would it like because of my focus on labels and definitions that were already out there, it confused my own truth yeah. because I was like, well, this definition that I randomly found on this random forum of this random stranger telling me this is what a lesbian is does not fit my reality because I have dated a guy and I, you know, have kissed guys yeah. and all these things. So then I must not be that. I Yeah, I think it's that when you are trying to figure it out as a young person, mm-hmm. you see it as so black and white. Yes. And you see it that everybody else sees it as black and yes, white as well yeah. when it's it couldn't be anything further from that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's. I think you see it as just the destination when, like, the journey is just as important, basically. Oh, my God. That was a Sean's quote. Oh, thank you. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, Sean's not very good at English. It's not about <laughs> what the labels are. It's about how the labels make you feel. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Hey Gabers, we're just going to take a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, Care Of. I personally have been loving Care Of because it's helped me get back in the routine of putting my health first in a super easy and convenient way. So if you head to TakeCareOf.com, you take their online quiz and it has all sorts of questions about your diet and your lifestyle and your wellness goals. And it's going to give you a personally tailored vitamin plan for your unique health needs. Even better, these vitamins are going to arrive to your door with a contactless delivery. Um, They're individually wrapped for daily vitamins. So again, so easy to get into routine. Every day you have your individual little packet. You take those. So easy. I really like that these packets are compostable so you get to focus on your health while practicing a more eco-friendly mindset. If you want to try Care Of, you can get 50% off your first Care Of order by going to takecareof.com and entering code EXPLAIN50. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code EXPLAIN50. Thank you so much to Care Of for sponsoring this podcast and, you know, supporting us and our queer content. We love them. Thanks so much. Um, I think that the most important thing, besides not wearing V-necks, um, that I would tell myself mm-hmm. is that, like, I was convinced when I was not basically when I had come out because we've talked about it before mm-hmm. that there is like or for me there was a big period before I came yeah. out that I was struggling with mm-hmm. the fact that I now realized I had to come out and right. it was like every morning I would wake up and think about it and I would right. every situation every family gathering every fucking mm-hmm. Any situation that was going on, I would be thinking about being gay and thinking about everybody else thinking that I'm gay. And, like, I honestly thought that that was what my life was going to be like for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life. Like, I would hate myself for being gay or I would think about it or it would haunt me and all these things. And it does haunt me still sometimes. But for the (laughs) most part, like, I never think about it anymore. Right. And, like, obviously there are situations that usually are out of my control, like Mm -hmm. somebody screaming faggot out of a car. But for the most part, like, I don't think about it. And it doesn't haunt my every waking second like I thought it was going to. I agree. So that was big for me. Mm -hmm. And then I also would tell myself that you won't always feel like the odd one out. Because I thought that, and I, there's something 
we've talked about it before, there's something in the North Vancouver water yes. that so many people in my life have come out that have <laughs> been in my life forever. Yeah. But I've also now like surrounded myself with such a great group of queer friends. Right. But I always thought, because as a young person, you can't see that future for yourself. Yes, totally. <laughs> I thought that I would always be the odd man out. And this is the first thing people would think about me and mm-hmm. that, you know, I would always be the one that, well, I'm the gay one. But yeah. it's like, no, you will find a group of, you will be the gay ones. Yes. <laughs> a gay unit. Yes. You know? I love that. Yeah, because I thought that I would... I think in high school when you don't know other queer people mm-hmm. and when you're just coming out, you know a few, so you're like, oh, maybe I'll have like that one gay friend and we'll be yeah. like the gays that go places. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll like walk together places. like handmaids, like <laughs> grow shopping together. Um, oh, but you really think that that is how life is going to be for you. Oh, like, yeah. You're going to be surrounded by straight people. You're going to be only gay and yeah. it's going to be that you're just going to live life like that. But it's like, no, I now mm-hmm. I now have more gay people in my life and yeah. it's like... It, I think that probably plays directly into me not thinking about it every waking second. Totally. Because it's just like, it's so normal. And yeah, people will totally accept you for you. And then yeah. also, I think the beautiful thing is that now I realize that people won't just hate me for being gay. Mm-hmm. They actually will get to know me and then hate me for something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know like I, I that. as a beautiful. young person I was like every person's gonna hate me because I'm gay but now people just hate me because I'm annoying <laughs> growth it's growth I love beautiful. that beautiful <laughs> it's bringing a tear to my absolutely. eye absolutely yeah I think another thing for me was I would want to tell myself that like you don't have to focus so much on convincing other people that you are queer yeah because that like, it's so weird. You spend so much of your life, or speaking for myself, I spent so much of my life trying to, like, deny my queerness, convince myself I wasn't gay, convince other people I wasn't gay that called me out on it, for all those folks out there that was, like, Bree's gay. Well, not yet, yeah. but, you know, she is gay. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's not She's still yet, on the willing to yeah. experiment phase, but I feel like she's on her way. <laughs> she's actually not bi yet, but we think that one's we a little closer. Going... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I... I feel like for so much of my life, I was, like, trying to convince myself. People would call me a lesbian. I would deny, deny, deny. I literally spent, like, years just fake trying to figure out a way that I could live life without acknowledging this part of me. Yeah. And then you kind of break through that, and then it's all about trying to convince people that you are that. Yeah. Which is such, like, a fucking shitty backwards thing, because it's like... I've convinced everyone that I'm not. Well, I haven't convinced anyone, but in my mind, I think I've convinced. Gay police are coming for you. (laughs) They're coming. They're coming to get me. I think I've convinced people that I'm not. And then all of a sudden, it's like I'm bombarded on the other side. I've finally made this like breakthrough moment, and I'm bombarded with. But wait, you dated a guy. But wait, you don't play sports. But wait, you do all these like stereotypical things like start hitting me, and I'm like, how is it that all you fuckers were so willing to like call me a lesbian when it was like about making fun of me? And now because I haven't built a treehouse, I'm not (laughs) a lesbian. (laughs) Yeah, and now that it's not like in a bullying or like putting down sense, yeah, I'm like acknowledging that my truth. All of a sudden, it's like, well, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even when I did first come out as bi, so I can empathize with biphobia in the sense that, like, I would tell, like, people in my life that I thought, like, certain women were really hot and I had a crush on them. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, you don't have an actual crush. Like, you 
like girls can tell when other girls are hot and I'd be like no 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 like I actually like have a crush on them like I'm bi and they'd be like oh yeah all girls say that right you know what I mean but you're like they also don't don't they like, <laughs> literally don't at all yeah and also like even if they did okay cool let them hey Gabers today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason they are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. And like say what they want to say, right? Yeah. And I just felt like so frustrated by that. And instead of just being like, uh, whatever, I know my truth and like that's good enough for me. I spent years like trying to fit that validation mold of like the way I dressed and the way that I like presented myself and, you know, being readily willing to give my resume of um, people that I had hooked up with or dated. I was like always like locked and loaded and ready with like examples. Yeah. You have like a printed (laughs) CVV just ready (laughs) because I was like, if I don't, people aren't going to believe me. And at that point I really cared. And a lot of those people, funny enough, of course were heterosexual and looking back, I'm like, I don't even talk to those people anymore, but it was so important at that time in my life to feel validated by people that don't even understand what it, means to be queer yeah and that was really weird and then as a more femme presenting individual when i started going out to the queer scene and like queer spaces i you know was met with like oh are you here with your gay best friend like oh are you like you You're must like, be he, straight he's not out yet yeah not yet <laughs> jesus <laughs> jesus have some fucking god respect for his privacy <laughs> not yet jesus but yeah no i um i would constantly feel like i had to validate like no i've no i've hooked up with girls before yeah no i've actually like i i had a girlfriend yeah no i like no i eat out yeah <laughs> no i exclusively eat out yeah. i never cook at home i never cook at home <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just felt like there was so many years of my life where i was just like 
constantly fighting to be seen, whether it was as queer in my heterosexual spaces or when I went into queer spaces, feeling like I was queer enough. Yeah. And that was like a very like frustrating thing, especially alongside like friends or like friends online that I knew presented more masculine, just like even body type wise um, or, you know, just like face structure wise, like appeared more androgynous and they were not dealing with those uphill battles uh, because they looked like, you know, fucking... Kristen Stewart post coming out opposed to me and it just felt very frustrating and I couldn't understand that and at that time then they get the opposite oh well we knew oh yeah yeah exactly (laughs) then they get that right and it's like well of course you've been the fucking captain of the softball team for the last six years we all knew (laughs) yeah so it's just it, it you know everyone has their own struggles with coming out but for me that was like a big one and I wish I could go back and just say like it literally doesn't matter like in, like it literally matters zero percent if other people believe your identity. Yeah. It like, and that's not to not validate the frustration and the emotions that come with them, not. But like, literally, if you get to live your truth, that's all that matters. And the more that you can convince yourself that it doesn't matter if other people like believe you, the happier you'll be, in my opinion. Absolutely. So that's that's a big one for me. I also think that um, this one's kind of stupid, but uh, telling my younger self that the sting of being called gay would eventually leave. Because I remember when I was mostly in high school, not out yet, and I would... I fought a lot of straight guys, yeah. not like physically, but like <laughs> yeah. I was very much, if somebody did something, I would like snap at them. Yeah. Like I was very much like... <laughs> trying to defend other people and mm. stuff and we would be like going back and forth and then they'd be like well you're gay or you and I, I'd be like my world is over yeah my like well that's the over. end of it yeah. and now it's like if I get in a disagreement like which has happened like in public or something and a stranger's like well you're gay or like, like whatever gay. and I'm like literally like that is the least insulting thing mm-hmm. you could come up with yeah. you know I'm like, like what I'm, used to be your Achilles heel is now your now power now my strength Literally, they're like, you're gay, and then I, like, anamorph into, like, <laughs> into just a big pride flag, and I smother them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there are, like, you could say, well, you can't read, and I'd be like, ah. <laughs> You read at a third grade level, and I'd be like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But the gayness doesn't The gayness, it like, it, to me, it's laughable, because I'm like, yeah. that's also the, what you're going to. That's yeah. That's how you're going to try to hurt me? Yeah. Whereas, like, before that seemed so insulting, but, like, then it's, like, once you get older, you're, like, that's your level of intelligence that you, like, literally can't think of anything to say other than just, like, say something painfully obvious that's, like, yes, Exactly, yeah. Like, okay. I'm, like, and? And what's up? And what? What's it to (laughs) ya? Yeah, that's very true. Like, I feel like I had a big negative association with like even the word lesbian because mm-hmm. it was like used as a like tool against me when it came to I, that word for me carried a lot of like shame and embarrassment I was constantly like working against it of like convincing people that I was not so like re like unlearning that shame and learning to love who I was and love the word lesbian and was like a like, big And now you're like, hi, I'm lesbian Brie. No, legit. Yeah. And like, it's so crazy to me and it's, it's cool. I think that's another thing like just as a general like umbrella for this episode is that it's going to be really cool to see 
how things change for you. Like, I wish I could tell that to my younger self, because if my younger self could see that now, like, jokes aside, I'm literally on TikTok being like, hey, I'm a lesbian who... And then I go on to, like, whatever I'm going to say for the TikTok. I... If you told 16-year-old me that I would ever, to a public forum, start in the first three seconds by saying, hi, I'm a lesbian, I would never believe you. Oh, no. It would be so far. I'd be like, like who has a gun to your head? And, like, like just get shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally, I'd be like, there's no way in hell that any amount of pressure could make me say that. And now I'm saying it in a joyful way. And there's not even a thought about it. Yeah, if somebody told my, like, grade 10 self, who is already, like, having these struggles, um, that I would have a podcast with a lesbian where we (laughs) talked about being queer for, like, six million episodes, I would be like, that sounds horrible. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally. like, And I'd be like, oh, my God, anyone can listen to that? It's not, like, some secret, like, private, like, Tumblr thread that, like, you know, no one else is going to hopefully find. And, like... Those shifts now, like, seem so obvious, but because they happen, like, slowly, like, it didn't really seem like I was changing that much or that things were getting better for me. Yeah. But when I look back at and take those comparisons, it's like, wow. So I think, like, encourage yourself wherever you're at in your journey of, like, finding your authentic self or being you know, brave enough to share that with other people. Look at where you were like even a month ago, six months ago, a year ago and contrast that for yourself. Cause it can oftentimes feel like you're not getting anywhere Yeah, and it can feel very frustrating. And I think like a big part of the queer experience is that you deserve a pat on the back because it is hard. Yeah, It's hard to come out and go against the grain and all these things. And navigate all of these yeah. labels. and It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that a, like for a lot of us, we're so looking forward and wanting it to get better and you know, be more authentically ourselves or figure ourselves out more that sometimes like we forget to look back and be like, holy shit, we did that. Yeah. Like that's fucking cool. Like yeah. if you've come out to anyone in your life, that is huge, yeah. huge to any capacity. Even if it's saying like, oh, I think that girl's hot. And internally you're like, oh my God, they might interpret that as that I'm gay or they might just think that I'm saying like Rihanna's hot. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember that moment, those moments for myself being like, even that was like a small like test of like, can I say that? Yeah. Okay. How'd that person react? Okay. Maybe they wouldn't think it would be that weird if I said like, I know I'd actually date her. Well, even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, even like the sting of being called gay, yeah. that having no effect on me, that's, that's not something huge. that happened overnight, no. but it also wasn't something that I can pinpoint to like, oh, when I was 23 at 6 p.m. on May 25th, I didn't care if somebody called me gay anymore. Totally. So it's like something that happened, which might seem like something super small, but something that's happened over the years, and now I can look back and be like, oh, that's 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 cool that I'm, you know, I feel strong enough in my identity that that has literally, like, it's laughable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Also, yeah, fucking pat yourself on the back for little stupid things like that. Like that. Like, that's huge. Like, you literally took the power away from somebody that bullied you or something anything like honestly like even for me like being willing enough for myself even before I came out with anyone to acknowledge to myself that I liked women yeah like that was, I was like you were struggling huge. with them there. yeah like, <laughs> I was, I like women. women well the time I would have called them girls probably but then yeah, I was like glasses. I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then like 
even sitting down and acknowledging to myself that I enjoyed certain TV shows, like The L Word, yeah. when I was like very much closeted, it was like at first I would even be ashamed for me wanting to watch it and I would try and like understand why I would even want to watch it and give myself excuses. Oh, I'm just being a supportive ally. Like I'm just trying to learn more about the community. All these things. Yeah. Even to acknowledge myself like, no, I fucking really like watching this show. Like I feel like I relate to a lot of this show. Though All those things are wins. Yeah. And also like looking at where I am now in my life mm-hmm. to think that when I was a young person, I could even just have like a family dinner that my sexuality was not you know a topic of discussion and everything was normal and there was so much love in my family like before I had come out that Mm -hmm. would have seemed like something that was so far off and now the fact that that's my day to day Mm -hmm. is like pretty Pretty exciting when you you know you see where you came from yeah all right well wherever you're listening give yourself a pat on the back do a little, do a little fun activity. Write down three things that you've grown on in oh, the last I hate year. That. Really, I do that for myself, and I love it. Not just with queerness, right? But I mean, Sean would hate that. He's his heart is made of. I can't read stone. or write. So okay, that's hard for you. Okay, so if you're like Sean, don't do that. And if you're like me, do that because I think it is a good visual representation. Whether it's about your queerness, your career, or anything, height. something you've height you've yeah. grown an inch. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, if I grew an inch, oh my god, oh, I would love that. You would write it three times. Oh, I'd write it three times. I would be I'd be Instagram bioing that (laughs) All right. well wherever you're listening make sure to subscribe leave a review head over to our Instagram at I can explain podcast give us a follow that's where we ask questions for our Q&A episodes we get your advice we post exciting updates there's also a link in the bio with merch and our Patreon and until next time we will see See you around around the gay neighborhood it's hot as fuck in here Jesus it is